Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 36. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome back to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am your host for today. If you are new here to the MCAT Podcast, I encourage you to go listen to our other podcasts, namely the pre-med years. You can find all of the podcasts that we do at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media. Dot com. Today, we're going to talk all about chemistry, so let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, Brian, we're back for some more discreet MCAT questions. This week, we're going to talk chemistry. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well, yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Let's go yeah, ahead. We did. Go ahead. Yeah, so we, we did all that biochem last time and, and just went through a bunch of biochem concepts, and this time I wanted to kind of dial it back to much more uh, general gen chem concepts that we'll see all over the, the chemical and physical foundation section of the test. Uh, so as always, we've got the handout, right? You can pull that from the show notes. And as long as you're not like currently driving your car, <laughs> I'd strongly recommend you hop on to the MCAT podcast website and download the, the questions so you can follow along. Yep. That's the MCATpodcast.com slash 36 for this episode. You want to hit us with question 15 there, Ryan? Yeah. So let's say that... Let's say, it does say, which of the following particles is expected to have the least mass? An alpha particle, a beta particle, a positron, or a gamma particle? Now, so Ryan, do you oh, remember your radiation? I do remember radiation. And I'm trying to think here that I'm going to blow this, but uh, ga gamma sticks out to me as being the heaviest um, particle. Is that right? So that no. is exactly opposite. Oh, man. So, I was, ah. <laughs> yep. That's actually the right answer because the question yeah. said least mass. Least. Yep. And, a, yep. and a gamma particle is just a really high energy photon. So it has no mass. Uh, the, the physicists would insist that we say it has no rest mass, but the MCAT's not going to be that picky. Uh, so gamma particle is the right answer here. No mass at all. An alpha particle, two protons and two neutrons. So that's sometimes called a helium nucleus. So that's, that's the heaviest alpha particle. Yep. Uh, and then beta particles and positrons have just a little bit of mass because they're electrons or anti-electrons. Yep. Yeah, I, I know this, or I thought I knew it. Uh, obviously had them mixed up in my head. But from just working as a physician, you learn about x-rays and what you need to protect against different radiations. And, and my, my job in the Air Force, we dealt with a lot of radiation issues. So, yeah. I just mixed sure, them up. Absolutely. 
yeah, pilots up in the air, right? They've got less atmosphere protecting them. Yep. So they are definitely exposed to more radiation, which I always think is funny how, how kind of the general population doesn't know much about radiation. So they kind of freak out when they just hear those words. Yeah. And it's like, you you are willing to get on an airplane, <laughs> right? Yep. You, you do have granite countertops, which is, is irradiating you. You know, it's just radiation's just out there. You know, we're all dealing with it. Yep. All right. So question 31, which of the following is a weak acid in aqueous solution? And I'll go ahead. Let you go ahead and read these answers. Sure. So HF, HCl, HBr, HI. And this is one where the MCAT's just going to expect you to know your classic strong acids. So hydrochloric acid, hydrobromic acid, and hydroiodic acid, all strong acids. Uh, some other strong acids the MCAT's going to expect you to know, sulfuric, nitric, perchloric, right? Your, your classic oxygen-containing acids. But we want to remember that among the halogens, HF is weird because it's actually a weak acid. In this case, the fluorine is so strongly electronegative that he's not willing to give up his proton. So he does not act as an acid in water. Okay. Easy enough? Yep. All right, you go ahead and read the next one here. So for 45, which of the following electronic transitions for hydrogen would result in the emission of a quantized amount of energy? So for A, it says from N equals 1 to N equals 2. B, N equals 2 to N equals 3. C, N equals 5 to N equals 4. And in D, N equals 4 to N equals 6. Now, this question I, I like because it lets us um, answer it by playing the classic MCAT game of which one of these is not like the other, which <laughs> one of these does not belong. Um, forgetting any of your science, right? You don't even need your science. You can just look structurally which answer choice is different. So again, the answer choices were 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 5 to 4, 4 to 6. And and at least to you, Ryan, which one stands out? Uh, they're all going up except for C, which goes down. And that's the right answer. Yeah. There you go. So if your electron is in a high energy state, five, drops down to a principal quantum number four, it releases energy. That energy's got to go somewhere, right? Law of conservation of energy. And it gets released as a photon. Okay. Alrighty. So question 47 here, uh, phosphorus acid, a common ingredient used for potable water treatment, has a molecular formula of H3PO5, H3PO4, H3PO3 or H3PO2? Yeah, Ryan, and some ways back, uh, you had asked me about like the naming of the different things, mm -hmm. you know, phosphorus versus phosphoric versus all that. So I pulled this question out just to do a little callback from, you know, about a couple months back when we had talked about this topic. Um, and again, the MCAT's going to expect us to walk in knowing our gen chem nomenclature. And so phosphorus acid here would be H3PO3. And the molecule that you absolutely have to walk in knowing uh, is H3PO4, which is phosphoric acid. And so phosphorus would just have one less oxygen. So that's the PO3. H3PO2 would be hypophosphorus acid. So with one less oxygen, you do hypo. Uh, and then choice A, H3PO5, would be 
perphosphoric acid. So the most oxygens is, it has that per um, prefix and the ick suffix. So perphosphoric. And uh, and those mm-hmm. that that nomenclature again doesn't it doesn't specifically relate to that number like four three two five every time it it's specific to the number of that molecule correct right like it can it can change so for example for um, the chlorate right if we swap out instead of a phosphoric acid if we take that phosphorus out and put chlorine in there in that case perchloric acid is ClO4, chloric acid ClO3, chlorous acid ClO2, hypochlorous acid ClO. Right? So it's, it's about the, the relationships between them rather than the total number of oxygens. All righty. Thank you for that reminder. Sure thing. All right, there you have it. Another amazing episode with Brian. Again, you can go download the specific questions that we read today here on the podcast and answered here on the podcast. If you go to the mcatpodcast.com slash three six, you can download the handout for today. I encourage you to go check out everything that Next Step Test Prep has to offer you on your MCAT journey including what I want to talk about today, their practice tests. As you know, we covered a couple weeks ago, the practice tests are a huge part of preparing for the MCAT, and Next Step Test Prep doesn't let you down there. They have 10 full-length practice tests that you can take and you can learn from, and they simulate the real test. That's the, the key to practicing a full-length exam is simulating the real thing as best as you can. And Next Steps software simulates the real AAMC MCAT exam to the best ability possible. So go check them out. Go, You can buy the tests in a couple different package sizes, whether it's one test, four tests, all 10 tests, whatever it may be. Save some money while you do that too by using the code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T. P-O-D. Have a great week, and I look forward to joining you next week here at the MCAT Podcast.